I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill. And for tonight's bedtime story, we will travel to Switzerland and perhaps, just perhaps, meet Bigfoot again. You'll remember that though my Bigfoot stories are based in fact, they might not always be exactly in harmony with objective reality. You will recall from previous bedtime stories that on June 26th, in the year 2000, I gave a seven-minute speech to a special session of the United Nations General Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. I went with Dr. Craig Hart, the best researcher in the BYU School of Family Life, and it took several miracles for us to make it in time to give our speeches. I hope you remember that when you exercise your brain, you exercise your faith, and you follow your impressions— that miracles sometimes happen. I know that's true. In tonight's bedtime story, I will tell you what happened next. As Craig and I left the Palais de Naciones after our speeches, Kay Balmforth, our sponsor, came bounding towards us and gave us big hugs. She was so happy with the speeches we had given and the response we had received. Because she was so happy, I felt happy too. Now that's how happiness is. It is contagious. I was so glad that she thought it was worth spending all that money for us to give speeches that were just seven minutes long. Then Kay said something else that was true and made me even more happy. She said, you two must be exhausted. I'll get you a taxi and take you to your hotel so that you can get some sleep. I realized we had been awake for almost two days straight, and I was looking forward to being able to sleep. However, I still felt excited and grateful that our speeches had gone so well. In my heart, I said a silent prayer of gratitude, and I was excited that soon I would be able to see Juanita again. Kay hailed a taxi and rode with us to our hotel. The hotel was absolutely gorgeous. It was magnificent. I mean, spectacularly stunning. There was a big fountain inside with lots of greenery and flowers everywhere. It felt like we were in the Garden of Eden. There were glass elevators, so it felt like you were traveling through the air when you went from floor to floor. And you know how much I love elevators. Never in all my 47 years had I ever stayed in such a nice hotel. By the way, I was 47 years old at the time of this story. Wow. As I checked into my room at the front desk, the clerk said, Dr. Hill, your wife checked in earlier today. When he said those words, my heart leapt in my chest. I hadn't realized Juanita would be there so soon. I was so excited to see her. My room was on the fifth floor, and as I rode up the elevator, I wished that Juanita was right there in the elevator with me. Can you guess why I wished that? 
That's right, you're so smart. It was because I wanted to kiss her. When you are away from someone you love, especially if you've had a stressful time, you want to be with that person. And if that person is your spouse, you want to kiss. As I rode up the glass elevator five floors, it felt like I was flying through the air. I was so happy. I hurried with my luggage to the hotel room door. But my key wouldn't work. I tried it a second time, and still that darn key wouldn't unlock the door. Blast, I thought. They must have given me the wrong key. I didn't want to go all the way down to the front desk and back, so I knocked on the door, quietly. But no one came. Then I knocked again, this time much louder. After a minute or two, the door opened and a very rotund man with an ugly mustache answered the door and barked, Ruff, ruff, ruff. He actually didn't bark, but it sounded like he was barking to me. He barked, Wir bist du? Was willst du? I didn't know what that meant. It was in a different language. Can you guess what language it is? It was German, and I didn't understand it. Can you guess what... Wer bist du? Was willst du? means? I looked it up in my German-English dictionary, and it means, Who are you? What are you doing? When I didn't answer quickly, he slammed the door in my face. He certainly wasn't Juanita, and he didn't seem very helpful. Then I looked at the room number on the door and the number on my key. They were different. I had gone to the wrong room. When you are in a hotel, please always be careful to go to the right room. Be aware of your surroundings. I went to the next room over and carefully looked at the room number. This time, the number on the door and the number on my key matched. I double-checked just to make sure. This time, my key opened the door, and it was the right room. I walked in and heard someone snoring. Fortunately, it was Juanita who was laying on her side. She was very sound asleep and must have been exhausted. I certainly was exhausted. So I didn't get on my pajamas, I didn't brush my teeth, and I said a very short prayer, Heavenly Father, thank you. Then I cuddled up to Juanita's back and fell sound asleep in about two seconds. We both woke up in the middle of the night and were very happy to see each other. In the morning, I asked Juanita, what would you like to do today? She said, Jeff, I think I'd like to go to the Swiss Alps. I responded to her something like, you are my queen and your wish is my command. So after eating a very delicious buffet breakfast at the hotel restaurant, we walked to the Gare de Carnivan and found a train that went to Interlaken, which is near the base of the Swiss Alps. As the train left the station in Geneva, we looked outside our window and saw the most amazing thing. There was a giant chair almost 40 feet high, and one of its legs was broken off. I snapped a picture of it, and I can show it to you sometime if you want. And if you want, just let me know and I will text it to your parents. I wanted to know more about this unusual, gigantic chair, so I looked it up. I really like 
looking up things that I don't know because I really like learning things. Are you like that? In these days, if you're curious and want to look up something, you might say, Alexa, tell me about Broken Chair in Geneva, Switzerland. In those days before smartphones, I had to just look it up in the Switzerland guidebook that I carried with me, and this is what I found. Broken Chair is a monumental sculpture in wood designed by Swiss artist Daniel Berset and constructed by carpenter Louis Genevieve. It is constructed of 5.5 tons of wood and is 12 meters high. It depicts a giant chair with a broken leg and stands across the street from the Palace of Nations in Geneva. I thought to myself, now, that's a ton of wood. But then I realized, no, that's 5.5 tons of wood. Do you know how much that is? I'll give you a hint. There are 2,000 pounds in one ton. You're right. That's 11,000 pounds of wood. I would think that if you were going to spend that much time and money on a sculpture of a chair, at least you'd make it with four legs. Who wants to see a broken chair? Apparently, Daniel Brissett thought that lots of people would want to see a broken chair. And he was right. It's a monument that everybody goes to see. I don't know why. Go figure. As we traveled on the train to Interlaken, we saw lots of little dairy farms. Switzerland is famous for their cheese and their chocolate and their hardworking people. Both cheese and chocolate require milk, and you need cows to make milk. And growing up on a dairy farm makes you a hard worker. So the government subsidizes dairy farms in Switzerland. Do you know what subsidizes means? It means the government pays people extra if they will be dairy farmers. On some of the dairy farms, it looked like there was no house, just a barn. But there would be a driveway, nice flowers by the driveway, and a nice car parked in front of the barn. I found out that many dairy farmers in Switzerland take the front half of the barn and turn it into a nice house. In the back part of the barn or house, they keep the milk cows. This is helpful in two ways. Can you guess what they might be? Let me tell you. This helps because it gets very cold in Switzerland during the winter. The first way it helps is that the cow's body heat keeps both the barn and the house warmer. The cows are like a heater for the house. And second, to care for the cows, to feed them, to milk them, to clean up after them, you don't even have to go outside. You just go right through your back door and you're in the barn. No need to go out in the snow at all. Besides being hardworking, the Swiss people are very smart. On the train, I kept having the feeling that someone was watching me. Have you ever had that feeling? Everything was beautiful, and I loved sharing this time with my queen, Juanita, but ever so often, things just didn't seem to be right. In the middle of our trip, I asked Juanita if she wanted a drink of 7-Up. She loved 7-Up. Do you know what 7-Up is? It's a soda, just like Sprite, but better. Juanita liked it because it was sweet, had a touch of lemon-lime in it, was bubbly, and didn't have caffeine. When I got up to walk back to the dining car to get Juanita a 7-Up, I saw a man quickly put up a newspaper to his face. 
He was seated just two seats behind us. I was curious, so after I walked past, I quickly turned around. The man had put down the newspaper, and when he saw me turn around, he quickly put it up again. I could tell he was trying to hide from me, but this time I caught a glimpse of him. I recognized the man. Who was he? He reminded me of someone I did not like. Then it came to me. It was the rotund guy with the ugly mustache that had barked at me in German the night before. I thought, what a coincidence that he's on this train. Or was it a coincidence? When I came back, the man was still there with his head buried in the newspaper. But I forgot all about him when I saw how happy Juanita was with her 7-Up. If you are married and you make your spouse happy, it makes you happy too. It's true. Happiness is contagious. I was glad to get off that train at Interlaken and to not be with that rotund man with the ugly mustache. There was something familiar about him and something I did not like one bit. I could feel it in my gut. But I didn't have to worry because we were off the train and now he would be gone. Or would he be gone? Uh-oh, time's up for this episode. You'll just have to wait for next week to find out what happens. And maybe, just maybe, there will be an adventure and we might meet our friend Bigfoot again. Sweet dreams, chocolate creams, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And please, when you're in a new place, be aware of your surroundings. And remember that happiness is contagious. Good night. I love you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much. <laughs>